Welcome to Bundle Buddies. This is a podcast where we play indie games from itch.io and elsewhere. My name is Alex Honnett. And my name is Eric Taylor. And our producer is Matthew Haddock. We were inspired to play through the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality when it was launched in June 2020. It raised over $8 million for charitable causes. Uh, we now play through that bundle, other bundles, and other games that celebrate the spirit of indie gaming and social justice. This is episode 55, and we have played 156 of the 3,441 games in our bundles. And we, of course, promised to play every single one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, three. what is 3,000... Divided what by is... a thousand, that's just three. Yeah, so it's only a thousand episodes. That's only a thousand episodes. We could do a thousand. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't mean to do actual math there. A thousand, thousand episodes. episodes. Sure, we're about halfway to a tenth of the way there. Uh, yeah, so we're a twentieth of the way done with the podcast. I mean, that's, you know. That feels, that's, not... that's funny. That feels very doable. We are twentieth right? of the way there. We're twentieth of the way there. Right, will we add another 3,000 games uh, along the way? There's uh, like, what no is, question like, in my mind we will. And we will play those games too, you know? Absolutely. And we will finish. You know what will be funny is in 20 years from now when we're playing games from like, uh, you know, 2020 or something <laughs> like that. And some like, you know, like actual game developers like, oh no. Like, why are you playing like frog butt meets the moon? <laughs> like I made that when I was like a well you know i think i think these games like become like you can't play a lot of um 10 year old games at this point on different places or like 20 year old games you know so who knows if we'll even have the ability to oh so you think that like there might be a point where we just won't be able to play some of the games in this bundle well they're gonna have to restrict pc gaming do the amount of energy it uses uh you know in the next what 15 years or something like that so we'll see maybe even podcasts won't exist we will have a chance to really imagine welcome to bundle buddies the pockets where we imagine our radical future um, <laughs> through the lens of indie gaming um what's going on yeah. with you eric what are you plugging what's happening what am i plugging yeah I, uh, remember when we used to plug stuff when we were like we have stuff that's going on outside the podcast that's fun that's fun yeah I don't i'm know. plugging I it's Eric's freaking birthday this past I, it was my it was birthday on yeah. friday we didn't get uh, we didn't give him a shout out from the bundle buddies uh twitter and i feel like dog shit about it just now i realized you really don't you really don't have to feel like dog shit I, about it. I don't I, control my emotions it's my birthday next week <laughs> and i'll feel what i want okay um i so i finally got the uh the pc actually working that's functioning. right it was a a power supply issue i like right now i have an adapter in there it looks very much like i've you know uh hot wired my, <laughs> my i PC. mean you kind of have to be totally yeah. honest uh and so i have like a new uh i've got a new power supply coming and once that's here i will have like a fully you know functional thing i don't think i was anticipating to have to do any of this work um but you know there's a little bit of me that's like oh at least now i kind of have an understanding of like what it is that i own right like totally you know, all these parts or whatever and um and uh i'm we played some chivalry too i'm back on uh i'm trying to like learn mouse and keyboard for apex legends mm. and it feels like uh it feels really bad <laughs> Because I'm like, oh my god, I know how to play this game, but I don't know how to play it like this. So I like, I'm really deeply aggravated. Uh, 
but uh it's it's cool it looks fucking i mean i played uh i played our games for this week on it and it's like whew, it looks fucking cool it's fun it's fun and you'll be able you should yeah. go back and play like the games that we played that were a little too demanding of your computer like crest the god game or something like that and check it out you know oh sure yeah yeah how about you what you up to no i got nothing i got nothing going on it's my birthday next weekend eric and i are gonna we're gonna record an episode uh we're running back from wine country where we're gonna be with our wives to record an episode (laughs) so get excited to hear us in a couple weeks (laughs) like a little hungover (laughs) a little a little hungover uh talking to one of our favorite game designers of all time um yeah this week though we got a really fun one it's dylan mckeever folks Ah, oh, she is the best. She's so I'm funny. so stoked. She's a fucking comedian. You can find her on uh, on Twitch and Instagram. And uh, if you're not following Dylan, you're you're missing out. You want to talk about the cause this week? Yes, our cause is Trans Lifeline, a trans-led organization that connects trans people to the community support resources they need to survive and thrive. They envision a world where trans people have the connection, economic security, and care everyone needs and deserves, free of prisons and police. Translifeline.org or at Translifeline on Twitter. Um, We've donated to them a number of times. Uh, They're a wonderful cause. We strongly recommend you donating. And if you do donate and then uh, shoot us a note that you did, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Ooh, yes. This is a fun one. This one's a hoot. It's a hoot and a holler, and we'll get in there. Let's get in there. See you. See you on the other side. Thanks for doing this, Dylan. Um, uh, you want to? How about we start with who? Who are you? What are you? Hi. What are you? What are you doing? Uh, I'm Dylan. I do a bunch of things. I make the videos. I do comedy. Uh, do some illustration and music, and uh. I play some video games sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you for for doing this. Did you do you have a like uh, like an early video game memory at all? Like, do you remember like, um, one of the first times you played? Yeah, I mean, I do have memories of the very first time I played video games, which was at my friend James Harper's house because his dad had gotten him an Atari. Um, Ooh. So like really old school. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, Jeez. And I don't remember. I I mean, the games we were playing then were barely games, you know, <laughs> yeah. like moving dots around like a. Graph. Yeah, but like also still very like I remember I played an Atari at like uh, somebody's house at some point early on, and I was like, I I don't remember knowing what I was doing, but still being fascinated by the fact that th- I like had, yeah, yeah. thrilling. Um, <laughs> I don't really remember the exact games we played later. Like he got, I think, I think it was like the first Nintendo and there was like a soccer game on that where you can play against oh. each other. And that was like really fun. I, I don't remember what it was called though. And then <laughs> after that I had, I, I had a Sega. I grew, I was a Sega kid. Nice. Um, There's an yeah. alarm that I'm noticing is that Eric only brings Sega kids on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They- gang up and get radical on my ass and it really is just well alex kind of pointed out that i'm um 
that like sort of my uh, my identity or my under like my understanding of coolness pretty much stops at like 90s cool kids so, like which i think is like pretty much defined by like that was the sega kind of aesthetic you know defined kids and gushers commercials like, <laughs> it's a good time these are our snacks mom i don't think anything's yeah. gotten better since then so I, it's true <laughs> it is sort of the peak of western culture if you think about it I don't, I don't i don't think eric knew that i was a sega kid but no i, I don't think so I, I mean i love sonic i had like three sonic games you know or the, the one where it like went into the other one Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah. renting it, and I I only rented like the one that you couldn't put it. I don't know. I don't really understand what was going on there. Right. I know that they I, were trying to do something, but I don't know. I, I think what. like one of them like allowed you to play one of the older games as Knuckles or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Alex, remember. you could Got slide it. it in. You could slide it in there. I wasn't okay. a Sega kid, so I had like massive Sega kid envy. So anything that came out, I'd be like, you know definitely you, trying to figure out what's going on with it yeah exactly i've got to get into a time machine and tell my like eight-year-old self that that's actually what you're supposed to do with the video game i'm a huge fan of that concept in general because that almost feels like some kind of weird parallel soviet track for video games you know what i mean of like you know to, to modify the game we're not going to create a patch update we're going to give you a physical object that you connect <laughs> another object to that yeah. then modifies the game in some way i truly love that i love it too it was very fun novel um i also had a game boy growing up which is great oh, yeah nice. um and I, I mean game boy had such great games uh they start out basic and then it's like it's always like astounding to see like what they can do on the same system. Yeah. Um, because by the time like Wario land came out, I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> and so like complex and, you know, I don't know um, if I played Wario yeah. land. Oh, it's so good. What's yeah. Wario? Do you play as Wario? You're you're Wario. And I remember like, it, it was just exciting because you, I'm so used to like Mario where you jump on people and you can just like slam through walls as yeah. Wario. <laughs> um, and that's rad. Just, yeah, it was basically just like, like, uh, like linebacker through your opponents. <laughs> the art too. I mean, like Wario now, like so many Nintendo characters, has become very smooth and, you know, sort of like um, Hollywood. But back then, he was like kind of like he was really he was weird. Indie. He was gritty. No, no, it it's like... just like the, he he was like the. It was so much more jagged and pixelated and like very ugly and not like sort of yeah. like smooth. Like oh, that's an ugly face. Like this is like a scary looking guy kind of. A thing. <laughs> yeah, I also I remember, I remember being like so excited because I'm like I'm like they made a whole game around like a joke character. Yeah, absolutely. The, the bad yeah, guy that... from Super Mario World Two or something like the 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 um. Those those Mario games on the Game Boy are sort of like I I probably have played those more or as much as any video game in my entire life, and I haven't really done any interrogation about like how good they were. We we don't really talk about them on the podcast or anything like that. No, but they were so I good. had that. Okay, there was one where you had to like get different coins right in order to get your your city your like Mario Land back up. I don't know what Super the... Mario Land two, and that's the one in which Bow uh, Bowser. That's the one in which Wario is the big bad guy. Oh, okay. I played I that, I one. One. that one, and that one was cool. Um, I don't really. Yeah, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. I remember playing it when uh, the when the like the last the like season finale of The Simpsons came on, right where Mr. Burns is shot. <laughs> like, I have a very distinct memory of, of playing that. 
<laughs> that Mario when that happened. And being like, I don't know who shot Mr. Burns. I was playing Mario. Well, I was the same way. I was the same way with the OJ verdict. I was playing <laughs> Super Mario. <laughs> <laughs> When when uh, the USSR fell, I was playing Super Mario Land yeah, at every juncture, key moment in the nineties. Beautiful, what a great way to be alive. <laughs> um, what else? On, on on Game Boy, also I love Kirby's Dream Land. Oh, uh, that Mario. game was fucking great. Yeah, yeah, that one was great. Uh, and then I'm trying to remember what other games I had. Uh, I think there was like a Ninja Turtles game that I was really into on mm. Game Boy there was yeah i don't know if i i don't know if there was ever a better ninja turtles game than the arcade turtles in time game because i feel like oh, no, every ninja turtles game that i rented i wanted it to be as good as turtles in time and it was just always like a little bit unsatisfying in some way the turtles were always like too skinny or something like it or just like it just like they never you know the turtles like, are too skinny it's <laughs> like skinny freaking turtles <laughs> and, and there's like bad battle mechanics or like you know you couldn't really i don't know turtles in time felt like the fucking oh, it's like great. the game i think i feel like they just came out with a new side scrolling like retro ninja turtles but, game like recently? I think you're right. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't know anything about it, but you're absolutely right. They're, I, they're I just got one question for you. How skinny those turtles? <laughs> they looked, <laughs> you know, I don't want to, I don't want to misrepresent what I saw, but they look, they look good. You know, they're <laughs> muscular, but chunky. <laughs> <laughs> beefy, become yeah. some beefy turtles. <laughs> I feel like the, sh- the shell does a lot of the work, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, the shell's important. <laughs> I don't know if I've because the the Turtles franchise is kind of a it's such a crazy story. It was like the best selling indie comic of all time into like the best selling indie movie of all time for a while. Like they made it like on a shoestring budget or something like that and then just made like hundreds of million dollars off that thing. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. For a long time as as a joke kind of right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the Daredevil. They were making fun of Daredevil's, or I think uh, backstory. Or they, yeah, or they're just like, let's just string a bunch of words together and yeah, just like ooze fell in the sewer. Like it's like, <laughs> these, like these fucking comic books are so stupid. Ooze is in the sewers, and now it's Ninja Turtles, and everyone's like, yes, okay, thank um, you. <laughs> besides the Sega and the Game Boy, my cousin had Super Nintendo, and so I'd play mm. games with him. Uh, Yoshi's Island is like one of the best games. I'll still play yeah. it and it's like holds up great. And then we play I remember we love like Uniracers and like Looney Tunes basketball. And then the classics <laughs> of like <laughs> Looney Tunes basketball. Yeah, uh, I, remember, I remember we would play that a bunch. And then like Clay Fighters. Oh, Clay Fighters? Yes. Oh god, yeah. Um, I think uh, it- there's a Clay Fighters 2 and the whole premise of Clay Fighters 2 is it's called Clay Fighters 2 judgment clay as if it was judgment day and it's just so that they can introduce this character that's like a terminator but as a bunny rabbit and <laughs> the cover is this like badass looking bunny rabbit that says clay fighter 2 judgment clay i played it recently and it's like basically unplayable it's like, it's so it's so hard to play and like not fun at all i Wonderful. think that yeah. that's one of those games Wait, it should be 
that we kept seeing at Blockbuster. And I was like, I really want to play it. And it was always <laughs> out. And then we finally got it. And uh, the the like the cartridge was scratched or something. Like it, we it, we just couldn't play. It. Like it was like we rented this game and then we could not play it because somebody had like fucked up the cartridge because people I don't know apparently wanted to play Clay Fighters two so much. <laughs> I don't. But so I don't know if I ever got a chance. I don't think I did either. But I want to speak <laughs> about fucked up cartridges because. Uh, my cousin's stepdad was, he would like do work business, business travel in Japan. Mm. And one time he came back with two like Japanese video games, mm-hmm. uh, but they wouldn't fit in the Nintendo. And then we saw that <laughs> <laughs> like they were, Wait, you they saw were, it. No, no, no. We, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, like, we, 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 we looked at it. We took a, we took a look we at saw it that. Yeah. I was like, you started sawing it to get it to fit it. <laughs> like it came in a super Nintendo box, but we saw that like, there were these like pins that like were not aligning. And so we like drilled holes in the cartridge and then it worked. <laughs> Oh fuck! That's awesome. that's incredible. So I love that him. you were like, no, no, no. We didn't saw that. We and drilled. We drilled it. We drilled it. I have to correct you, Eric. Uh, he he had a, he had a Ranma and a half fighting game that was pretty fun. And then what is a that? gut. That's like a it was like a ma- manga, I think. Oh, where okay. there's like a panda and there's like a boy and a girl and they can like turn into each other. Oh, that <laughs> oh that's cool. Um, <laughs> And then all these like goofy characters, uh, and then there was like a Gundam game that was really fun. Oh, cool! Uh, that's you cool. You can sort of like upgrade your weapons, and your it's kind of like a side-scrolling thing. Um, Japanese gaming too, so. is just like the kind of the final frontier of like. There's so many games that, I mean, I, the the I tapped into it sort of like crossed over here in the US a little bit. But the new Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest Eleven, Echoes of a. Uh, an elusive age it's like dragon quest is like the biggest game in japan they have to like cancel school and work on the days when the new one come out <laughs> because otherwise the society will just grind to a halt and um playing it there's just like so much stuff where it's like i can tell that this is a big deal for someone but i really don't understand what's going on at all short of it's just been like a cool jrpg you know yeah it's just like a whole parallel world over there of gaming that i do not understand at all <laughs> It's a whole, it's a whole new world. Um, <laughs> I remember we were playing those Japanese games. It was all in Japanese too, so we didn't know what we were doing. Or like for the Gundam things, there's like menus and like prompts and stuff. And, oh like, hell I guess yeah! Like, <laughs> um, but okay, and then besides that, I grew up next to my best friend across the street, and he had a uh, he had an N64, and so oh. we would play. Uh, like he like he would like beat games, and then I would go over and like play them through so like i played all the way through like ocarina of time and majora's mask on that and then we would play we played so much smash bros um did you have what was your what was your your character did you have a character donkey kong or kirby (laughs) donkey kong was great i like that smack in the floor thing yeah it was fun to have played like all of donkey kong country right and which is like fairly it's like you know you jump on things like and then to suddenly have this dude who's got like these beefy arms you couldn't you couldn't ever use his beefy arms during donkey kong country and finally in smash bros they unlocked his like <laughs> his oh, like yeah. ground pound and that sort of stuff <laughs> it's a good look um <laughs> 
And then now I barely I don't play that many games now because I have a problem where I can't stop. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, so like I'll I'll pick like certain games where I'm like I know I will find a console and play this game. So I did that with like um I did it with Breath of the Wild and then mm. for a while I was like into like the God of War games and like Uncharted. Oh yeah. But I won't do anything else and like it's it becomes a problem. So <laughs> I don't. I yeah. like. I have no res- restraint. Um, we talk about the, that on this podcast. A we lot. do yeah. talk about. Yeah. Yeah. One of the jokes I had was that I like while I was playing Breath of the Wild, like I would just eat this like family sized box of Cheez Its like on my <laughs> on the floor <laughs> of my bedroom while like while like Link was eating these like surf and turf like <laughs> curries and like these incredible meals and i'm like link's eating way better than i am <laughs> like, i look down at myself and being like this is awful but you know just like 12 hour runs of ocarina arming uh breath of the wild yeah that i haven't so good though. i haven't it played like, it yeah. it's yeah it looks pretty that looks like a game that is like like tailor made for addictive personalities, right? Like it's just yeah. sort of like beautiful and compelling and just kind of, you can kind of just get lost in it for long, long periods totally. of time. Yeah. So I like, I'll like try to pick, like, I like, I know I need to play this game, but I don't have any consoles or PC games at the moment. I think that's good well, for we... you, dude. It, it's, it's a massive <laughs> waste of time. It really, it really is. I, lo- I love it. This is a video game podcast. But r- right now I am dabbling with two games that uh, very much uh, speak to my specific compulsion for video games, the XCON games. And I'm playing the Banner Saga games right now. Um, and are ju- those are just so good. But I've played like 12 hours in the last three days or something, you know, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I should be looking that's for great. a job. There's a million other things I should be doing right now. It's so well, good. It's yeah, the, during, I mean, the, yeah, go ahead. During the, during the beginning, beginning of the pandemic, I, I had, I borrowed same cousins, uh, switch and I, I downloaded Hades and I played that like, oh, that constantly. Great. Oh, yeah. until I'm like, what am I doing? I don't need to <laughs> win on, I don't need to upgrade every weapon. And yeah, I actually how did you never feel about beat that, Dylan? Did do, do you feel like Hades specifically? Because with that game, that was the first game I played where I was like, I might try to like one hundred percent this. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like it felt like this is fun enough, and I'm sort of interested enough in what's going on and the relationships and stuff like that that I might yeah, try yeah, to yeah. do everything. I mean, yeah, all the voice acting and story stuff was incredible. Yeah, and also like how it was structured. I'm like, how do they do yes. this? Were they like? can sort of guess when I'm going back and like the <laughs> um I I beat it on like with like several different weapons and then I'm I was like I don't know if I can keep doing this and did I, you make I, it I, to I, the the end like in terms did you get like one of the endings yeah I mean yeah I beat I beat Hades a few times yeah and then I got to the point where you have to like start making things harder for yourself yeah. with like the menus and it was like too confusing and I'm like I don't know uh, <laughs> that's the perfect time to hop off that game to be totally honest I think so. because, yeah. <laughs> because it's like you've you you start to see the rails a little bit more at that point they can't really like mm-hmm. that's when it like plugs in for like another kind of person Brain, yeah you know yeah i actually i've so never sexy i don't know about i never beat hades i never i never did it i never finally the beat the guy i just i found myself to uh I don't think the isometric games are not really my forte. Like I don't really, 
it i i don't respond to it it's just like not quite the ge- type of games i played growing up i just don't really like that fighting style i find a little too um i don't know i don't like i just want to like jump around uh, yeah it doesn't it, yeah I, it's not it doesn't quite keep me and so i was i think i played hades for like 10 hours straight once and then was pretty like good. it's pretty good yeah it's and then didn't wasn't able to beat it and then was like talking to friends i was like oh yeah still haven't beaten hades yet and they're like Oh, it took me like three tries. What's wrong with you? <laughs> no way. Oh, okay. Uh, Shit. I grew up playing a lot of Diablo 2, so there was mm. that connection made, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do the same thing over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Going on a run in a dungeon is really no different. Yeah. yeah. Do you have, do you have like a, a genre that you're like, this is my favorite type of genre? <sighs> Uh, I, I, you know, I, during the break, I, which funny, funny, I like have the same cousin. He's, he like has all the video game systems. So mm-hmm. I'll like, you just have one cousin. I know I have <laughs> multiple cousins, but just one who has all the games. And like, <laughs> I'm like, I'll like come by and play some, but I, I started to, tr- to, to try to play horizon zero dawn. Sure. Um, and like, I feel like I've been out of video games too long or something because I was looking at it. And I'm like, this is fucking ugly. Like, I don't know <laughs> why this is like hurting my eyes. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> um, and he has like this like huge TV that's like crystal clear. And that might've been part of it where I'm like, there's like too many details. It's like hurting uh, my yeah. brain. Yeah. Um, and then I think just maybe them doing the, like trying to do the realistic, like cutscenes. It's like, oh. uns- it's like unsettling. That it's like, like um, not past the uncanny, uncanny valley, valley yeah. kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm. right. So I played it for maybe like six hours, and I was like, I don't know. Like this is, it hurts me to look at this. Recently, <laughs> one of my eyes have just started tearing while I play video games, and I don't know. I don't know if that means that that eye is bad or the other eye is bad, and this eye is like doing too much work. I probably. I mean, yeah. So after, after doing that, I'm like, maybe I just like like more cartoony like Nintendo games for mm. children yeah dude i'm totally <laughs> so, with you like, i think yeah yeah you know i, I don't know i also i, mean, I, I love uncharted and god of war as well but i don't need I don't to play those sort of like uh i mean one of the games that is sort of the, the last other than breath of the wild the last like open world game that i really played that i got into was uh, witcher 3 that was really fun and i beat that and the way that ends is pretty satisfying and pretty cool but I don't really feel like the compulsion to play a lot of open world games anymore just because there's no way I can do or see everything in those games. And I feel like it makes me kind of sad. And it's like, I don't really, I'm not really going to this thing to feel like sad about not being able to complete everything, you know, like, like if I boot it back up, there's like just so many lists that I have to go cross stuff off. Oh yeah. Yeah. I always yeah, feel bad. Like in The Witcher, they'll be like, do you want to like, you know, kill this child or do you want to like let the entire school starve? And I'm like, I don't want this. I don't want to. I get this like, I don't want to have to make these decisions. Like, yeah. this is not why I'm after, after playing Last games. of Us, I was like, this was fun, but I feel so sad. This what like how i want to spend my time i don't know <laughs> i can't tell i watched the the beginning of that uh, game with my wife and she's like okay 
good luck. Have fun playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to go in the other room and literally do anything else with my life while you play through this. It's like very fair, very fair. Right. So, yeah, I, I mean, never getting older. Okay. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just like, I just want to play Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like Mario. Of like you know, come around to be like those were the best ones. And, <laughs> and fun. I don't know. I yeah, like I never like I never played Red Dead Redemption two, but like them trying to make like every like find a way to gamify like every single aspect of like boring everyday life just seems so like it's like that seems like too much work. Everyone just like calm down. You don't have to do yeah. that for me. I think also during the pandemic, it's like do I want to spend my like fantasy time thinking about losing my child violently <laughs> to zombies? <laughs> like, ah, so finally some free time. What do I want to do? Grieve <laughs> oh, my dead child. Did you do any of that? Did you pick up animal crossing at all during the beginning of the pandemic? Was I that didn't. a game that you played? Uh, no, but I mean, I talked to all my friends that were playing it and they would like send me screenshots and stuff of their like houses. <laughs> it was a really weird zeitgeisty moment to kind of be in, you know, like a very strange time. I mean, I'm, I'm always amazed at how great Nintendo is at like keeping like bringing things into the real world and like actually connecting people, which mm -hmm. I feel like PlayStation and Xbox have like no interest in. That's kind of like, true. Yeah. Like Pokemon yeah. Go was like this. Right. Uh, and I feel like Animal Crossing 2 was like people were excited about it each other. Um, I can see my friends who like, give me a code, like, come over to visit you. It's <laughs> <That is> so <laughs> sweet. <laughs> it is pretty incredible how interested they are in it and how consistently they like totally fuck it up when you're actually doing it, you know? Like to actually interact in Animal Crossing was such a nightmare. Oh, like, was it hard? Okay. I know. Uh, it was so funny. It. I mean, it, it's, it was great, but like. You know, you would like go visit someone's island, and if you had people kind of constantly cycling in and out, it would the game would like pause whenever someone new came in, and then like it would say like, "Okay, like welcome this person." So if you were trying to get somewhere, it's just so you can like sell a bunch of uh, you know get a bunch of bells or something like that. It would just like freeze like every thirty seconds as someone new came in <laughs> to do it. Uh... An, an absolute nightmare. I guess that's true. I, the, the new, all the new Smash games and their like online systems are always a mess too. So, is that? Do you know. have you played any of those new Smash games? Yeah, I've played every single Smash game. Um, oh yeah, still yeah, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong no, Kirby. I, I love Little Mac now because he's one of the worst characters. <laughs> uh, Who is but, Little Mac? What, what's Little he's Mac? From, uh, from? He's from Knockout. You know the Mike Tyson. Oh, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> He's one of the worst characters, but if I can pull off wins, it's it feels so good. I remember I I remember watching somebody's older brother beat Mike Tyson's knockout, which was like I don't know, felt pretty incredible. Like I was definitely one of those kids who played that game and like got beat by the second per right, like the first person you're like, oh okay, I can beat them up, and then the second person I was like, this is impossible. And to watch somebody like actually do it was like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> oh so, my god it's funny how games haven't changed since that because it's like yeah you just like like learn a pattern and then learn yeah. how to like get around it and that's like every boss right? <laughs> from like 1987 till now you know it's true yeah i couldn't i guess i wasn't really good at learning patterns and now i'm just too impatient to really like 
really learn patterns. Although I guess in like Rocket League, there's like pattern stuff going on there. You just sort of, you're like, oh, okay. And then you get pissed off if your like teammates aren't really participating in that way. They're all ball chasing and that sort of shit. Where there's a level of competitive Sorry. flow play that you love, Eric, that you're just That's like, true. as opposed to Hades, where the only person you're playing against is yourself. Ugh. Oh. Are, yeah. And your, How your boring patience. Is that? <laughs> your <laughs> patience. That's right. <laughs> and whether or not you're going to start masturbating because Aphrodite came on the screen. Yeah. That's... I mean, that's a very good question. <laughs> what it it like? It was weird the way Meg's voice like really activated something in my. Brain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember watching and be like, "Oh, whoa!" You know, like. <laughs> into like you know being like oh yeah that's like a hot representation of like a woman whatever but that specific character unlocked something in me i don't know what's going on wait i forgot which one meg is i'm gonna look it up she's the the fate right that you're who's the first first boss uh yeah 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 i get that her sisters i'm glad you love a butch alex (laughs) I know. Like a dog. Who knew? I need to be bossed around like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very hot. But yeah, very, very dommy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this week, as every week, we played three games. Uh, they were What Comes After, Can Androids Pray, and Hidden Folks. Kind of an interesting smattering of games this week. Uh, Dylan, do, do, did anyone speak to you specifically? Do you want to start with any of them? Any preference where we begin? Uh, we can start with What Comes After. That sounds great. Uh, what Comes After is from the Palestinian Aid and World Land Trust bundles. It's developed by uh, Rolling Glory Jam. It's an interactive fiction, adventure, 2D casual exploration, story-rich game. From the creator of Coffee Talk in collaboration with Rolling Glory Jam, the creator of Rage and Peace, what comes after is a short experience, a heartwarming story, and a love letter to all of you who think you're a burden for other people. Um, it's yeah. This is a very small little game. It's about like talking about an hour to play through. Um, it's mostly just like clicking around. There's no decisions that you make whatsoever. It's a playable story, a sort of interactive story kind of a thing. Um, you're on... A train, you fall asleep, and then you interact with ghosts. Yeah, ghosts on the train. Yeah, you just sort of scroll basically from left to right, and you can choose whether or not you talk to any of the ghosts you pass. <laughs> and, uh, it could be a very short game, potentially, you know, if you just didn't yeah. want to get ghosts. I'm not sure what you get out of it. I think that if you choose not to talk to any of them, the final ghost you get to is like, actually, you should kill yourself. No, the, <laughs> yeah. like, this no, it's it's not really much of a a game, but I also found it very adorable. Right, like there are no decisions to make, which usually kind of irritates me. Um, what did you think, Dylan, as you as you played? Oh yeah, I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to. I don't want to be mean to some indie game developer, but I'm like, it, well, here it's 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 just text basically, yeah. Yeah. and I'm, yeah. I, the whole time I'm thinking this could just be a book, maybe, or like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or a script, um, yeah. Because I don't think I don't think I made any decisions. I didn't finish the game. Even I just started speed clicking like spacebar mm-hmm. to get through the text. I got to the baby, and I saw that there were like 400 like 
message exchanges and then i'm like all right i'm done here Um. (laughs) there was a point when i was playing i was talking to the tree when i got a little sleepy and kind of fell asleep in my chair for a second (laughs) and then woke back up but i was still clicking space for the whole time but i think you know this is one of those games where i feel like maybe it finds someone who needs to read it a little bit you know if that makes sense like i also we, we played another game that is like uh, mostly just like sort of like an interactive story where you do make a couple more active decisions that was a lot more compelling and interesting to me that we'll talk about in a second but this one it, it just sort of like happened you know and if it was like a studio ghibli like short I, I i think i'd fucking love it you know but <laughs> it sort of wasn't it was just like this very kind of quick experience you just kind of click through everything you read a lot of things you're either you know you're you either kind of like it or you don't. Um, me personally, I Dylan, I also didn't really like it very much. But at the same time, I kind of I, I do like that games like this are made where you don't make decisions. It's just kind of a playable story. I just like for it to be a little more interesting or dynamic when that is the case, you know, or for totally. there to be a little bit more to it. I so it, what I what I did like about it was as you keep going, the ghosts. You go from like human ghosts to like animal ghosts to like trees mm-hmm. to like plant ghosts, and um, I thought the art was well done. Like as yeah. that as that movement sort of happened, because it stayed very in this kind of like you know human like animation of humans, and it was like and it was monotonous. I felt I was like really excited when they were like, "You can actually run!" <laughs> like it's like it's like oh yes, I unlocked running. Um, you could just yeah. Yeah, and you don't have to. Like, eventually I was like, okay, I'm not going to really – I started to be like, I'm not going to talk to any of these people. And then I saw, like, that deer, and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to fucking talk to the deer. (laughs) Like, I saw the giraffe. I was like, oh, I've got to talk to the giraffe. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And so I was like, I don't want to talk to anybody, but kept running into, like, things. I was like, all right, let's see what – Let's see what this motherfucker has to say. Uh, the yeah. dogs were all pretty stoked to. to Dude, I don't know what it is. So Dylan, over the pandemic, I got a little doggy, and I love that dog so much. Oh. And anything with fucking dogs in it now makes me cry. So for the record, I, this game did make me cry, but it's a pretty low bar in terms of dog content and, and me after, crying. After you, after you woke up. Yeah, right. This is before I went to sleep, so I was very, uh, I was exhausted from crying and then fell asleep. <laughs> but there's a, a dog that's like, I don't know what's happening. I my last memory is that oh, I miss my, no. you know, miss oh, my yeah. humans. I didn't get to the dog. Oh. <laughs> I got to the baby, and I'm like, fuck you, baby. <laughs> but the dog would have made me cry. Too. I saw the I saw the plants, and I've been like, I I need to water my plants. I was I'm usually very good at it, and then like this past break, like with traveling and stuff like that i've just gotten so bad at it but then all these plants were like around and had memories and stuff like that and i was like oh no i need to take care of my plants i'm a bad plant parent so maybe we did love this game (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's reminding us of all of our blessings yeah 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 i think the right person could really enjoy this game like you said that's a good should we get to to final thoughts and pass or plays? Yes, I'll start. I am a uh, pass on this one just in terms of like general interactive fiction. I, I, I just like there to be a little bit more to it, if that makes sense. But it's really uh, not a like disagreeable little game and there's nothing offensive about it. 
it just didn't quite do it for me. Um, so if anything we're talking about, if sort of the kind of cute uh, anime-ish or manga-ish graphics like uh, interest you, this might be an interesting thing to pick up. But uh, for me personally, it's a pass. Uh, Dylan, what do you yeah, think? Uh, same thing. Pass for me. I feel pretty much the same. <laughs> the right person the right person could enjoy this yeah. maybe like a like a teenager who's having a, a sad time. teenager if you're a sad <laughs> anime teen you know which at times i was you know maybe this will really speak to you yeah. <laughs> uh i think i'll actually be a play on this one i i don't I know what it, it was um it. i don't usually like this type of experience but i think that like um yeah, I mean, I have I have basically the same criticisms that that you both have. Like, it's just sort of, I don't know, but you don't have to like do too much. And I enjoyed the plant, you know, the big mama plant. I think that there's like kind of cute, interesting characters in here. You know what? You know, you know from what you're saying though, I think you can't make a lot of the decisions in the game, but it encourages you to make decisions in your own life. You know? Oh, there you go. There you go. You know, play. Hey, there you go. Play, play your own life. <laughs> you know what? Go ahead and adopt those kitties that you've been thinking about. That's yeah. the game's ultimate messages. Right. All right. Let's talk about hidden folks next. Uh, this is from the bundle for uh, racial justice and equality, as well as the world land trust uh, by Adrian DeJong, a 2d black and white casual feel good, hand drawn hidden object, hiding nonviolent people touch friendly game description, search for hidden folks and hand drawn interactive miniature landscapes, unfurl tent flaps, cut through bushes, slam doors and poke some crocodiles roar. Guys, this is fun. You know, <laughs> this is a good time. It's like a yeah, like a black and white Waldo. Where's Waldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did anyone ever play the Where's Waldo Nintendo game? Because that was definitely <laughs> one of those like blockbuster rental like feel bad decisions that I made. Where I was like, Where's Waldo the video game? Let's give it a shot. And it's like, oh, this is just like Where's Waldo the book, except like you're scrolling with the D-pad. Like this is terrible. It's <laughs> like the worst fucking thing I've ever done. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like playing Where's Waldo on somebody's like, uh, you know, doodle during the like high school class kind of kind of thing. What do you think, Dylan? Yeah, it's great. I, I'd actually played this game before um, when I first oh, really? got an iPad. Yeah, I got I had an iPad to do drawing stuff. And then I was like, what if there's an iPad game I can look for? And it was recommended. This is probably like a few years ago. Oh, wow. Um, great. Yeah, it's a great game. It's fun. Um, I think great would be great for kids also. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely felt like a kid's game. Yeah, I, it, looks, it looks great. I, all the sounds are fun. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, they're mouth sounds. <laughs> a lot of good mouth sounds. This one was not my favorite. I think that I was a big... Um, what was it? Like, I spy the, like, books growing up, right? Like, you, you where people took, like, you know these very like kitschy like hipstery kind of photos of things and we're like look for like the deer or whatever this i th i found the fact that it was all totally black and white to be like too like i was not i was not crazy about like looking for stuff inside of this like sea of black and white uh like that was not i don't know while i was doing it i was like mm -mm. I'm not. This is not me. This sure, not it needs my color. Needs color. Maybe I think so. Folks too. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. What are they? They're hiding the the color from the world at this point. No, I think you know. I, I hear what you're saying. 
Eric. That that's like a I, I like that choice because it's like so nitpicky. Uh, of, <laughs> you know what I mean? It really comes. There's that. There's like not actual criticism of the game in there. There's it's just like a question of like personal preference. You know what it's mm-hmm. like when I play my uh, Heidi searchy games, I like it to be in full color, which I really appreciate. Um, I playing this personally, like I had a, a I had a really good time. You know what I mean? Like anything that I open up where I'm instantly sort of like charmed or something like that i'm usually roped in and it takes a lot for it to to lose me and this thing doesn't like it doesn't lose you it only proves your uh to be more charming like the further you go into it as it sort of unlocks more layers and there there are like recurring characters that you see every time that are in like different like uh places there are ways to interact with the world that sort of change things um i only played a little bit of this but i'll certainly go back to play more of it Um, just because I can imagine the degrees of difficulty, like stacking in terms of like stuff you have to do and puzzles you have to complete as it keeps on going, or maybe like not in like a significant way, but like being even more and more interesting in in how you kind of interact with it. Um, I also think as an iPad game, this is probably a blast because being able to like squeeze and like point with your fingers and stuff like that is, it adds like a whole tactile level to this that, uh, you know, using a mouse and making it feel like. I'm at work looking for something on a spreadsheet. <laughs> you know what I mean? May- yeah. Eric, maybe that's it. Maybe because it's black and white, it felt like text. And so this felt like sending emails from space a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not a child. I told you what it's not it's not color. I didn't like that it was not color. <laughs> Eric, Eric, what if we put on a platform where you could touch things and <laughs> squeeze and pinch things, you know? Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I, I see what you're saying. This does seem like maybe it would be more. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it just it's it's like a little bit of a kid's game. I'd like, you know, the like, can you find thing is like not. It's also not my favorite type of game. You know, game necessarily. Like, you know, can you? I I I'm I am being nitpicky. Like clicking on stuff in this game is really fun, right? Like every everything you click on goes like, oh, or like. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you like click out a tree and like a monkey falls out i don't know like, you know it's it's, it's yeah, yeah, come on man you're saying that on, like yeah. but that's fun and a monkey falls out yeah but like the idea of like spending 15 minutes being like where is mrs banana and her fucking banjo <laughs> like while you're like searching through these like you know dark black lines or whatever yeah I, it's also just nice to like scroll around and see what everyone's doing you know where i'm like yeah. okay look at these guys I think that that's my thing is like, I'm just so like competitive. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I want to beat this level. Like, I don't like, what is all this fun, joyous, like bullshit? Like, get out of the way and show me how I get to my objective. Where's that fucking banana? Yeah. <laughs> huh. Well, I mean, you know, th- like there, there's just some, f- like, I'm going to spoil one of the, the surprises in here, but there's, uh, I was looking for a very long time for a chicken on a level. And the clue was that the chicken was a snack. And I was like, oh, interesting. And then I look and there's a snake with a suspicious looking shape in it. And I click the snake a couple times and the chicken pops out. And I was like, oh, that's fun. Uh, you know, that's a good time. <laughs> I don't I'm get saying- to interact with snakes that much <laughs> in my day to day life. Certainly not chickens. Yeah. Uh, why saying- don't we get to work? Our- oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to say people should play it. I'm going gonna- gonna- to. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Especially uh, I'm also a, a play. And, I'm and also a, a play. It's great. Yeah. 
I also, I could, like, this is a game when I picked it up, it's the right kind of game that m- my wife really likes. She loves things like this, like kind of puzzly things where you can, like, look for it. And I started playing, I was like, oh, I think Katie's going to like it. And sure enough, she kind of wandered in later when I was playing it, looked over my shoulder, and was like, oh, is this the game you said that I was going to like to play? I was like, yeah. And she put the headphones on and was like, okay, yeah, this is fun. I'm having a good time. <laughs> and we found stuff together for a couple of minutes. We had a good time. And then she bossed me around and I got turned on. (laughs) Just like in Hades. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think for this one, I'm I yeah, it's a it's a it's a game for kids, if I think or I don't know. I'm a pass on this one. It's not it's yeah, I'm just I'm not going to and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I wasn't I wasn't crazy about trying to like uh, find the last thing inside of the sea of like um colorless ah, but it's adorable i don't know i'm a yeah i'm just a pass uh, unfortunately uh, you know soft pass if you like if you want to like click around on stuff you know and if, if you like, if you the... like having fun play it <laughs> <laughs> if you want to destroy someone and are ultra competitive Dylan, I'm, I'm loving that you and i are on the exact same page for all of these games so far we'll see if that goes through the last one Okay, we've got one final game. That is Ken Androids Prey Red Edition from the Racial Justice and Equality Bundle. Uh, This is from Natalie Clayton, a visual novel, interactive fiction, alternate history, experimental female protagonist, horror, mech, narrative, robot, sci-fi, story, rich game. Ken Androids Prey Red is a sitcom-length choice-based narrative about two angry femme mech pilots at the end of the world and God. Um, (laughs) I I don't understand the sitcom length uh i don't like i was like oh is this gonna take me like a half hour to play and it really didn't take me like a half hour without without commercials you know what i mean it's a it's a it's you know 16 18 minutes perfect length (laughs) was it that long i mean maybe uh i yeah this is like a very it's basically just a text-based game right where you're then Mm. like it's got a couple camera angles on these two like mechs sort of staring at each other in this like desolate landscape and um i was kind of a, f- a fan of this game Dude, this <laughs> like, game well, this game fucking rocked <laughs> for how short it was and how small it was the amount of like story and sort of richness and like world building they did without having to do any any of like by just telling a compelling thing was really interesting was good the part where it lost me is when they started talking about god but i don't usually like that like in my anime either you know what i mean when they start musing on like the meaning of the world and stuff like that i'm like okay come on let's just get to the next part but it takes a really interesting twist at the end that i really really liked um uh dylan what did you think Eh. <laughs> <laughs> we we split ways here. Um, I thought it was fine. I don't know. I felt sort of similar that I, the uh, same feelings as um, what it's called. What comes after? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think I just need more than just text to get me through a game. I did. I did like that the sci-fi component and the story was mm. somewhat more interesting. Um, I think one thing that I liked was the length of it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we played a lot of text-based games where people are just like, oh, since this is text-based, I'm going to write as much as I possibly can. And you're like, <laughs> all right, fine. And this was just sort of like, I feel like for a text-based thing, this was like just the right amount. It was like, yeah, you know, totally. you got in, you got kind of what the story was. It's the end of these two, you know, these two people question marks lives right you know yeah, it's yeah. a very 
hearing you guys talk about it makes me appreciate it more. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know what? Good length. Nice little story you get into and then you're done. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it doesn't really, it's not, it's not going to like, it's not going to take your entire life. It's not even a full sitcom length. I don't know. I don't know why they called it that. That's <laughs> commercials, dude. You cut out the commercials to the same length as the sitcom. Yeah. I mean, did, did you watch some commercials in the middle of playing? Because that's what I did. I did. I, I pulled did away that. for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I watched a Pizza Hut commercial and then get back I pulled in. away and saw a friend in a, like an ad for like Cricket Mobile or something like that. Like, oh, good. I'm glad everything worked. Yeah. Back end. Yeah, back end. Uh, one thing that these games like made me think about is how hard it is to make video games. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I I used to live with uh my friend who he's like he's very brilliant uh like writer and comics person and he would always try to make these like board games for us to play. And I mean, I some of them worked, but I feel like the brain you have to have mm. is like almost impossible because you have to have like a strong left and right brain mm-hmm. for to make the games compelling um and like i mean he would try over and over and we'd play them and like sometimes it would sort of work uh <laughs> all, the con- all the concepts were great and the art was great but it's so hard to like yeah. combine these two like part- yeah because i feel like yeah gaming requires like this like creative uh like arty like poetic mind and then this like super like mathematical like logical side yeah i'm guessing they usually split those jobs up in like bigger games because i don't know that's what i I think when i'm going to see these games i'm like this person knows like enjoys writing uh and wants to focus on that but then it's like how do you make it compelling in this and i i guess that's i think like a really good point and one of the things that surprised me in this one was that because usually the writing in these games is bad. Like, I'm just going to say it. Like, a lot of times you play it and it's like, it's there are things that are fun for other reasons. And some of the games we played as part of the bundle where it's like, well, the writing's not good, but I did like how horny it was. You know what I mean? <laughs> or like, the writing's not good, but and, and yet I could really tell how excited this person was to communicate this thing. And that actually came through in the writing. So even though it's not good, it was fun to like participate in this world they created because they were so in love with it. But in something like this it's like oh this really feels like a playable short sci-fi story that i could read in like some kind of collection you know what i mm-hmm. mean where it's like there's the two mechs opposite each other on mercury or something like that we learn a little bit about like the larger world of what's going on right then and then it, it kind of like socks you with like this larger question of like uh these two things realizing like are we robots like we don't know you know um yeah then now my question here, uh, I, I do have a spoiler question. So I'm wondering if in the last frame, like, did you guys make the choice to open your cockpit um, yeah. at the end? Yeah. So did, I did too. When you saw mm-hmm. the thing across from you, like there was an image like uh, of the I other person. I think that person. was a person. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a person too. So I'm wondering if the choice is dictated whether or not that was a person or not. Um, I don't feel like I saw a person. I opened the cockpit too. I feel like it just faded to black. Maybe I was falling asleep as well, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess what's that. funny is like, yeah, I don't know whether or not like I wasn't sure if the art there was like, yes, 100%. I couldn't tell either. Right. I was like, um, I think I'm seeing a person right now. I don't know if I'm seeing me or I'm seeing my, you know, a person across the way. <laughs> um, but there was also an element when it said, uh, 
femme mech pilots at the end of the like i was like oh this will be interesting i wonder if this will be kind of like a queer game or something like that you know they'll be like exposing not exploring an element of like gender identity or something and i didn't really get that from this um but no, I, I also yeah. as a straight white guy might not be in tune to specifically what elements of it there were you know yeah i also was like oh yeah okay sure I mean, it's kind of cool too, right? To have yeah. a thing that's just sort of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are these are fem mech pilots. I'm like, oh, okay, good, <laughs> good to know. <laughs> that's, that's for my my uh, you know the image in my head. That's great. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, so final, final thoughts, pass or play, uh, Dylan? Why don't you kick us off? Uh, I would probably pass, or I don't know. Now I like it more. Maybe give it a shot. It's it's short enough. <laughs> you guys, you guys <laughs> me over a little more. As a sitcom length thing, you know what I mean. You can either watch an episode of Cheers or this, so make your choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys definitely brought me over. It, it reminds me. I, I was just listening to Lavar Burton reads the podcast, and there was like a story that was pretty similar about like oh, cool. mechs deciding on what they want to do with their lives. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, I, I'll go. I'll go with play this time. I think you guys. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. did it. We did it. I was, I was oh. ready to say no. We brought her over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys made some good points. So, uh, what about you, Alex? You want to go? I'm. I'm definitely a play. I mean, this is like you know, we play. We played a lot of interactive fiction and visual novels part of the podcast, and this is like one of my favorite ones that we've played so far in that genre. It's quick. It's easy. I um, found myself kind of wishing there was a little more to it, to be totally honest. But that's a good thing. You know what I mean? I can't fault a game for making me wish there was more going on with it. Yeah, I think um, I, I'm also a play. I think in terms of like as far as text based games go, this is this had more uh, visual. This was like if you're somebody I who's not developed a lot of games this is maybe a really good example of kind of like what you could do after you've tried to make a text-based game right like this it sort of just has a very still kind of like 3d image and gives you a handful of camera angles from that as well as like some text-based you know elements to it so like this seems like a really good like oh, i've made some text-based sort of stuff like what is next and this is i think a very clever way to sort of do that so i think they did it a lot with a little in this and like i said it's the perfect length you really don't want your text-based game to be much longer than this there so, is one okay. element that bothered me, and this failed one of my tests. Okay, which is that if there is a game, or if you're, if you're, it, if the story is set in a future, you know what I mean, like in the future, mm -hmm. if it refers to a piece of media that happens during our lifetime, I don't like that. I would much rather it <laughs> re like refer to like something, the Bible, but then also like 1984. You know, they're like, oh, sure, like yeah, yeah. the Venus like oh, place right, is just right, right. 1984. You know, so it's not very good here. I'm like, could there been, have been something else that like during our lifetime? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I I agree with that. We're, we're, we started talking about like, remember when we read the Bible back in training? And I'm like, what? the bible exactly um, it's it's like if in like star trek when they talk about the beatles and you're like they haven't done anything since <laughs> in the the three thousand years in the future this is supposed to be set that was better than the beatles or something like that okay yeah. they should be talking about the smashing pumpkins <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah. um well great yeah 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 Fun that's the end right yeah that's the end dylan this was great thank you so much for being on the podcast 
Yeah, what a pleasure. Thanks for having oh me God. on here. Great, so, great. It's a great time. What's up? Can you let us know, like, where do you want folks to find you online? Where can they find you? Are there any projects coming up you're excited about you want to plug? Uh, what's going on? Um, I'm on Instagram as dmakes, D-E-E-M-A-K-E-S. Uh, and then same on TikTok with, with an underscore at the end. I'm making videos <laughs> and doing jokes and uh yeah those are the main places nope certainly my projects that i'm coming i don't really have anything going on you know it's good i can't go outside except for except for to drink a bunch every, <laughs> every two and a half weeks <laughs> um, uh, i can attest to dylan is very funny online you should follow d makes uh, everybody thanks. everyone listening absolutely cool I'm Sick. checking out your TikTok right now. Excited to d- dive in here after we get off. <laughs> um, Dylan, thank you so much for doing the show. Yeah, thanks for doing it. Thanks for having me. Oh, baby, bundle buddies. Hey, oh, Alex, you know what? I think you and I are getting really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree, my friend. Uh, next week, we are joined by podcaster and streamer John Patrick Cohen, or JPC, of the Hey Riddle Riddle podcast. Ooh. Oh, we're playing some games, folks. We're playing Kids from the Racial Justice and Equality Bundle by Playables, published by Double Fine Presents, a short black and white playable animation. Knights of the Card Table from the Racial Justice and Equality Bundle from Pony Wolf, a roguelite dice dungeon crawler card game. And here are ours contract by from the Palestinian Aid Bundle by Steve O'Gorman, a puzzle strategy, visual novel, magical girl anime, tactical role-playing RPG. Like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there, please. And track us down on the web at bundle underscore buddies on Twitter or at our website, www.bundlebuddiespodcast.com. Woo! Ooh. Alex? I love you. I love you too. Bundle Buddies is produced by Matthew Haddock. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. Hi. RPG.